Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, October 29th, Halloween weekend. It's spooky time. The NFT markets have been spooky. That's a fact. I'm super stoked. I've got my main man, Skyhook, back on with me this morning. Sky, how you doing? We missed you. Good to see you, man. It's been quite some time. Uh, the last, what, three weeks? I think it's been right about. Took a little vacation. Um, enjoyed anniversary. NFT market felt like it went through a full cycle while I was gone. Um, but no, it's good to be back with you and kind of walking through what we kind of evaluate our weeks on. Well, we're super glad to have you back. Listeners, we've got a big show for today. So we're going to cover top news, Facebook going meta with the rebrands, Candy Digital and they'll be drop soaring gas this week and the market impact. We're going to hit the icy board and talk big movers from the week. In one of ones, we're going to talk about Cosmo's big buy and X Copy's busy week. We're going to hit blue chip PFPs, talk through the, the huge $500 million fake sale, uh, and also get a, a Board Ape Yacht Club story out of the sky, which I'm really excited for. We're going to talk crickets in the art blocks market, hit a uh, a segment on fractional and my fractional wish list, talking through a few of the, the grail projects on there. And then we're going to end with some upcoming drops. So stock show for today. But first, a word from our sponsor, IC.tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there and literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. This is where IC.tools comes in. IC Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity and produces visualizations and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to be watching and paying attention to on any given day. Their primary features are trending collections, discovery, address and collections watch, and alerts. So trending is where you can see which projects have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes, the daily, or even the three-day view. You can quickly see where the money is flowing at any given time. I use this information to see both the macro views of which products are dominating the market on the three-day and the micro view on the 15 minutes or hourly to see which products are catching steam. I have this tab open every day, all day when I'm trading. Discovery is a similar view as trending, but related to projects that are actively minting. So in the primary sales phase before they get to secondary. As folks may know, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops. This dashboard allows you to find projects that are minting, how fast they're minting and who's buying them that may not have been on your radar. Their address or wallet watch may be the most powerful feature in the product. This is where you can track wallets like whales or the sharpest traders to see what they're buying and selling. You can also follow a curated list of projects in their favorite collections tab where you select a series of projects to watch. I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day tracking to inform a majority of my trade decisions. Understanding what the sharps are doing is integral to success in NFT trading. And curated project following allows you to filter out the noise and just track the products you care about. And most recently, they rolled out alerts where you can set up wallet alerts and Discord alerts to get notified of certain actions. So go over to ic.tools to check it out and start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version, which provides the trending and discovery info, and then the premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks the watching and alert features. All right. Well, thanks to our friends at IC, as always. Let's start with top news. 
Facebook changing their name to Meta. They had a big announcement yesterday in their keynote. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave the speech. It was a 90-minute call, as I understand it. They announced this huge rebrand, changing the name to Meta. So we already knew that they are hiring 10,000 roles in Europe to build the metaverse. This is just another step forward and doubling down on the importance that Facebook, previously Facebook sees as the metaverse and the role uh, in our digital space going forward. Um, a lot to unpack here. First, Facebook has 3 billion users. I looked this up this morning. I didn't know the number. We were ooing and eyeing over Coinbase's 68 million users when Coinbase announced their marketplace a, a few weeks back. This is 3 billion. So this is so many people, so many eyes that are going to be seeing NFTs in the near future. From Facebook's per perspective, right, I think this is the good move. They have a lot of privacy issues, lack of trust, uh, that they could use a rebrand. Additionally, they have a huge AR, VR technology part of their practice. So this is a huge bet and way for them to implement that as well. So it definitely makes sense for Facebook. For the NFT market, it's good and bad. So starting with the good, certainly a whole lot more eyes, a whole lot more dollars coming into the space. You know, we thought Coinbase was going to onboard users. Facebook will certainly onboard more users over time into NFTs, into this space. The bad, it is bad for de decentralization, Maxis, and the, you know, the public and open metaverse, right? It's very much seeming like we are going to be looking at a public versus private landscape here for you know, blockchains, metaverses in the future. Um, it's, it's still all speculation. It's very likely that Facebook or Meta will build their own blockchain. They'll build their own metaverse on their own blockchain. NFTs very well will sit there just like Dapper Labs did with Flow. Um, so it, it's, it's a huge announcement. Final thought, Zuckerberg closed the video with probably nothing, which is the tagline for most NFT influencers. It's been uh, overused quite a bit. It's a marquee phrase. The initial reaction was, okay, Zuck gets it. He knows NFT Twitter and the culture. I've got a hot take. So if you trained an AI or GPT-3 to read NFT Twitter and come up with a catchphrase, what would it come up with? I think it would come up with probably nothing. I'm not convinced Zuck's not a robot. <laughs> All right, that's Facebook meta. Sky, take us through our next story, MLB and Candy Digital. Yeah, I mean, I guess similar in the sense of public adoption to things that are in front of eyeballs every single day. Um, Candy Digital launching its MLB beta um, pack drops. So we had um, Gary V actually behind the engine with Candy Digital, which has also worked in some of the college football atmosphere. You could actually purchase um, for a very low price some of the entry-level college football um, players from this season, um, NFTs across OpenSea and on Candy's other site. Um, but this one specifically, we had our first MLB drop um, two days ago, uh, saw a sellout in roughly about 30 minutes with, I would say, a relatively smooth uh, pack drop for the first time we've seen it. There was a pre-sale the day before. They worked out some hiccups. 
But besides a slight credit card um, issue that got resolved within 15 minutes, they were able to sell out these packs, which basically you had uh, three cards in it um, and it had a various range. You can see the odds there on the screen from getting a core, which would be a common, basically, all the way up to a legendary and see those odds where you can have. This is a little bit different from Top Shot where you have the ability to basically pull a hollow in a common pack. You know, that's the separator. So for $50, you were able to get um, one of these packs. You couldn't get back in line for more than one as they sold out way too quickly. Um, and then so far, they've also been doing plays of the day, which is a one-time uh, moment for $25. They had Jorge Soler's opening home run from game one as their play of the day for the World Series game one. And then every day they kind of have that and it can be bought up as many as people want. So it's an open edition for that 24 hour window. Um, I think one of them closed just under 2000 um, fourth edition size. So just some neat things that are coming. And again, public adoption to big sports. We know NFL on flow is going to be coming out soon. So it's good to see, um, you know, baseball kind of embracing it and hopefully it will continue to grow the platform. Definitely good to see you. Glad to hear it was a smooth drop. I didn't participate in this one. I think my reaction is we already have it's a growing need for these marketplace aggregators. Like I, I want to see NBA Top Shot, Candy Digital MLB, DK Marketplace. I want to see all that info in, in one central view. So hopefully uh, we can get a tool like that. In the future. And I will note too, the marketplace is not live yet. Hmm. So they said it's coming in the near weeks. So it doesn't seem like it's something like Top Shot where our money was locked up for a substantial amount of time. Um, it has seemed like it's coming along, or at least I, I guess I can't confirm that, but um, from their notes, it says Marketplace is coming. So right now you can only purchase these packs. Got it. Good to know. All right, let's go to our third story. Um, we got to talk soaring gas prices. For anyone who's been actively trading or trying to buy or sell NFTs this week, the headline is just egregious gas prices, anywhere from 0.03 to 0.05 ETH to do any simple transactions. I know for me personally, I balked and walked away from several transactions this week due to gas prices. Um, the primary driver is all the, the Shiba trading. So uh, we, we looked at the drivers of the gas fees. It's all Uniswap. It's like a 25% driver uh, of this. All of the cryptocurrency markets are having a huge impact. Uh, I want to show the impact at the macro level to OpenSea here. So I'm gonna show the Dune Analytics dashboard. I'll start in the top left. Earlier in the month, we thought October was going to meet August and at least past September, but now it's looking like it's not even gonna to get to September levels. As we look at the daily chart here in the top right, you know, you see the, the peak August mania, you see early October, right? We were, we were up there, we were trending pretty high, had some great start to the month it's been almost a straight arrow down. We're seeing daily transaction levels that we haven't really seen since the beginning of August or late July. Um, certainly a, a little bit, I think panic's too strong of a word, but definitely some more negative sentiments than we've seen. You know, a, a few thoughts. One, look at this monthly chart. <laughs> look at how far we've come from 2020, January, February, March. It's still huge multiples of that. Um, Another important piece to unpack, unpack is it does lead to a death spiral in some of the lower end collections, right? Anything that's priced at around a 0.1 to 0.2 floor 
now with these gas fees eating 50, 25 to 50% of the NFT cost, it takes so much liquidity out of the pool. The buyers walk away. What happens is everyone undercuts the floor. It's a race to the bottom. And essentially these collections can crash. And we've certainly seen that. And we've also seen a huge impact to new minting volume on new projects that are dropping. So a lot of market impacts stemming from this. Um, you know, some tie it to the, to the ETH price. ETH has been ripping this week as well. It was certainly not good. Um, I think regardless of ETH, we need gas to chill out or we're gonna be in for more short-term pain here in the coming days and weeks. That's a decent seg to uh, our market update. So let's go ahead and take a look at the three-day IC board here, um, filtered by top volume sales. Top of the board, it's the Shiboshis. Over 1,500 ETH traded here in the last three days, riding the, the Shiba crypto train, which has been the number one story in, in that world all week, which I alluded to. Really both Doge-related NFTs, the Shiboshis and the Doge Pound, have had good weeks. Um, Shiboshi's sitting at a 1.57 floor. They've had over 6,000 ETH traded now in that collection. Uh, Vincent Van Doe, Starry Night, bought some top-end Shiboshi's at 25 and 30 ETH here this week. So that certainly sparked some market reaction. The Doge Pound sitting at a 3.19 floor, over 20,000 ETH traded in that collection. So I didn't check, but I think that makes them at least a top 25, if not 20, top 20 NFT collection. Next up, we've got the Boongies, 1,200 ETH traded. They had the reveal earlier this week. The floor retraced a bit post-reveal, which is something we've kind of seen, but it's holding pretty steady. Uh, some strong, strong vibes in that project for sure. We highlighted them uh, earlier in the week. And then the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. So the Mutant Cat Dow, I think it goes Mutant Dow now, made a big splash. They bought 30 mutants off the floor last night sent that market into a tizzy. The floor ripped up to about four ETH last time I checked. So big, big moves there from Mutant Dows. They continue to make splashes. Next up on the board, we've got Doodles. Sky, I know you were playing the Doodles market. Why don't you take us through the, the, the Doodles and the rest of the board here? Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of, of Doodles. If you look at the controversy that surrounded it. It was a buildup of a basically predetermined whitelist that they allowed into their discord to create roughly about half of their supply. They gave select members five mints to mint of the doodles and the rest went to a public sale. At the time, the doodles floor was close to about 1.4 and that really drove a gas war. You needed 5,000 plus way to get through on the doodles mint. Um, thankfully, um, sometimes I believe, you know, you do have to pay if you want to get in those wars when there's opportunities. So it was something where I did capitalize and get in, um, played the strategy of flipping two almost immediately to pre-roll the last one. And that floor has fluctuated quite a bit. I mean, I think the, I guess the cartoon aspect, you know, the decent followings of what these artists have, you know, it's not anonymous people running some of these projects. You know, we have some big time names that are backing into this. Um, so we saw that floor get almost a two on Saturday night. It is now retraced closer to 1.25. Um, so still, I think when you're above that one ETH floor, it kind of puts you in a different category. Um, but something that I think 
people would potentially call and maybe, I mean, maybe it's a long shot call to, to be so early on it, but one of the next blue chips was some of that hype doodles has talked about. So a lot, lot of way to go, but uh, I'm a fan of the art personally. Definitely one to watch. A lot of the big name NFT influencers are in the project. Zeneca, DZ, uh, some others. So definitely one to watch. Burnt Toast, big name artist. Yep, yep. Um, if we keep going down the board here, um, you know, there's been a variety of, of different drops, I think, through the week. The one that built up, I thought, a lot of hype um, was the fluffy polar bears. You can see um, kind of right there in the top of our chart. So the fluffy polar bears. Um, so this is being maybe for those that are similar to myself, came into NFTs early this year, weren't potentially those that were deep into crypto. Understanding the difference from an ERC-721 and an 1155 token makes a huge impact on the gas wars that you mentioned earlier and how much these transaction fees are. So the way the Fluffy Polar Bears set up their drop was it was going to be a token for your minting, but that token was going to be in 1155, which meant the contracts are going to be substantially lower in gas. It is not something where every one you could get, you could get up to 20 of the polar bears in one transaction, they wouldn't be individually charged like you have it for if you're minting multiples of a 721. So it's basically one flat fee and that rate is very, very low. But with that, they have the ability to basically sell out in one block. There was, I think, 6,000 left of the supply after pre-sale. And it literally sold out, and I'm not kidding you, in about 10 seconds. It was wow. one block swept through, and it wasn't high gas. Again, I think I, I got five of them for 188 guay. It cost me about 0.01 in gas total, which is unbelievable. Wow. And then you had a 48-hour window to use that token to mint your polar bears. So whenever you felt comfortable about that, um, you can kind of capitalize on that side of it. Um, so that kind of you know built up you know, a huge momentum of the project because first off for, you know, 10 second instant sellout is something that is, you know, not seen that often for that supply. So it's just good to strategize when you're able to differentiate that token. Polar bears have ranged about 0.12 to 0.16 floor um, now that they've revealed, but it was just something to capitalize if you know you're going to have an 1155 token. It's innovative. It was really smart and it paid off for the team. So good to the mm -hmm. fluffy polar bears. Yep, um, absolutely. One, we, we, we passed the Mechas. They, the Mechaverse did dip below one. So I just want to quickly call that out. We thought it might over time. It's sitting at 0.9. Man, and then yeah. down the board, we still, I'm trying to scroll and find the moves. There they are. Down here. You got to give me your take on the MOOCs real quick. 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Family MOOCs, Doodle Labs, um, a first project that is using the engineering and the technology behind art blocks. It was kind of a, um, starting of their foundation sold out maybe 30 percent of their supply uh burned the rest of them sees about a 0.15 floor i think it's a very strong long-term investment but of course one of the ones that's probably going to get hit hard in the short term totally agree i think both you and i bought into this i'm buying mooks for the long term uh, yep. as a play on due to labs yeah um, vincent van doe big holder zeneca also in that i think those are good signs to be bullish about all right, let's get into our next round of segments. We're going to transition into one of ones. So 
the headline in in one of Wonderland is Cosmo de Medici making another big purchase. Uh, this piece from Van Armin is called AI Imagined Portrait Painted by a Robot Number Two. Uh, he bought it just yesterday for 80 Ethereum, so over $300,000. Um, Van Armin is one of the, the most famous and successful crypto artists. I believe he was seventh all time on Super Rare. He has now moved up to the list to sixth, I believe. Uh, this is just the 115th piece on super rare. So for those who aren't aware that they had an older version of their token, there's 4,424 of the super rare V1 tokens. Uh, there's starting to become more widespread belief that those will be you know, grail and elite super rare pieces over time. It's also of course a bet on super rare as a platform. So this is certainly one of the earliest, it's an AI generated piece. It, it won a contest back in 2018. Um, so it's a really strong pickup there from Cosmo. Second headline in one of ones is Xcopy. He had a really busy week, drops on two platforms. Sky, I know you were looking at this. Walk us through Xcopy. Yeah, so um, being most of the time Xcopy just in another stratosphere from something that I normally invest in, he had a, a strategical drop on... Um, what was it? Known Origin, I believe was the, it was on KO, right? So Known Origin for it. And it was an out of 25 edition that again, swept almost in, in a block, but you could, when the minting came up, there was 15 of them available selling at the rungs of 0.1 through 1.5. So you could go. And when it became available, you could select your rung and input your gas. So you could basically say, I'm willing to pay 1.5 and jam the gas thinking that everybody else is going for the lower, you know, kind of end of getting in. But even at the top, it was very difficult to get in. I tried, burned gas, no luck, but those saw, I think, sales like upwards of 20 pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and then the other side of what basically you could bink a, a collective drop. Um, so collective, um, you'll show off a couple of the pieces of the other artists there, but almost kind of uh you know, box of chocolates of what you could get from the various artists that they had in here. Um, so if you want to talk about Mooncat here, um, I think that's pretty interesting because X copies were available. I saw somebody on Twitter binked the KO and the collective X copy in two oh, days. Yeah. So what way to run hot by that person. Yeah, I took a look at the floors here. Um, so the KO edition four was at 66 when I looked this morning. Wow. And yeah. the Pump King piece from Collective, which I like this quite a bit, uh, it's sitting around 36. They've, they've already sold in the 30s. So amazing. Yeah, pieces. I think it was like 28 plus right away. Like I'm in a quick, quick flip. Good for them. Big week for Xcopy. Um, rounding out the board, a few of the notable sales. So the Robness official sold some pieces for 60 and 50 Ethereum. Carlos Marcial sold a piece for 50 Invocation by Archinair uh, sold for $32.69. And then Lush Sucks also sold uh, a piece for $33 uh, on the back of another uh, NFT drop from that artist. That rounds us out through one of ones. Want to switch gears to blue chip PFPs, starting with the fake punk sale. Sky, what happened? This, this was the story of NFT Twitter last night. Everyone stopped in their, in their tracks to figure this one out. Yeah, it worked out in the guy's favor. So basically, 
um, the way he set it up was a flash loan. So if you are able to borrow that 532 million in one block, and again, for those understanding blocks, basically the Ethereum is just running a set of transactions. You're pushing it through in that block. It's like a 13 second window almost always. So you could push out the loan, $532 million, create the sale. So we had two accounts, this person created the sale on account number two. So the 532 million went to account number two and then paid back that loan all in one block. So basically paid not even much gas to get that through and light the world on fire. So of course, no, not any validity to what um, you know the, the number actually was, but it did its job. You know, we saw Rovell, of course, tweeting about it. Um, you know, you saw uh, it just kind of set everything on a blaze. So um, there was a decent amount of floor traction, I thought, afterwards too. So it kind of you know really was worth it, probably for this person. Yeah, it was a trigger. It was an attention grab. It, it probably sets a pre, an even bigger premium on Wild Whites. You know, they already held a premium there in punks. I still kind of hate it. I hate looking at the top sales board and knowing that the, the number yeah. one piece has got an asterisk next to it. And then having to explain that to newbies every time. Cause like, I always yeah. start with crypto punks. They're such, you know, an, an elite and OG NFT set, but. Can Larva just change that? I wonder like, would they, I said they made an announcement about it and they don't say much. Yeah. Interesting. That would be, uh, I would be all for that. that yeah. Is, that's a fact. Well, that's punks. Take us through the rest of the blue chip PFP market. Maybe start with apes. Yeah. So, so board apes um, right now have been fluctuating between a 35 and 36 floor um, for the last three days. Uh, we saw that what about seven days ago, I think get below 30 for the first mm -hmm. time in quite some time. And I think it, you know, was on that verge of, are we going to see a big retrace? Is it something where, um, you know, 40s, even in the ballpark anymore. And that floor just got kind of churned quickly. Um, so again, being the ability to zoom out, think long-term, uh, you know, as an ape holder or something, of course, you know, you're sweating the floors a lot. Um, but it saw a nice settling. And of course, with ETH on the rise, setting an all-time high just before we were on the show again, um, you know, it's great to see that floor still where it is and what that US dollar version is of it. Uh, Ape Fest is this weekend, so um, a little sad I'm not going to be there in NFT NYC because I'm sure it would be a heck of a party, but had an awesome in real life Ape experience um, on my vacation that I have to share about. So, uh, you know, the communities are all often on Discord or on Twitter and was able to uh, find a tweet earlier in the summer from at Clydesdale Spartan. Um, he is a phenomenal NFT holder, uh, you know, is big into apes, he's big into Punk's comics, Treeverse, um, big portfolio, and kind of got to know him. He said, if, you know, any apes that are out in Honolulu, please feel free, reach out, would love to take you up um, on a flight around the islands. And it worked out and got a chance to meet Jesse in real life, is his, his real name. Um, and he had a little four-seater small plane at the aviation school in Honolulu took us up, my wife and I, on a little two-hour private flight, saw five of the seven Hawaiian islands, um, and just talked like it was a, an old friend. You know, you're in the sky floating over the Pacific Ocean, feeling nothing. I, I never had any worries. Was this guy a, a real pilot? You know, what's going on? It's just that trust, I think, that the NFT community has with each other. 
Um, he did it. He took two board apes the day before on flights too. So just a huge, really fun uh, value add to community members that happened to be in Honolulu, but it just was full circle on what we're building, you know, in this, uh, you know, NFT universe. So it was a really, really uh, neat kind of once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, my wife is scared to death of flying too. So lucky enough to get her in the plane and take a tour uh, with Jesse. Just an unbelievable story. It, it speaks to the power of the community. Board apes, you know, coming out of the gate. I think they 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 will be known for you know the, the best NFT community or certainly one of the best here, foundationally. I, you know, it's in some ways it's a it's a digital country club, a country club where from previous generations now we've got digital versions with different entry points, and this is one of the perks. So you know, kudos to you for 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 tracking this down. Everyone, go over to Skyhook's Twitter. I think you posted a, a photo yep. of it. Uh, pretty pretty damn cool yeah it was really cool and to go to the next tier of, of blue chips i'm mean, gonna be quicker quicker with these ones uh you know we've often talked about cool cats and uh toads two of you know our favorites that actually um you know have continued to see a little bit of a retrace both after of course getting to a 15 floor seeing them now cool cats low sevens toads floating right about five um it's probably a mix of a lot of people buying in at a higher level that are obviously cutting some losses, but in the mix of, of Ethereum running too, um, you know, that, that US dollar version of it maybe hasn't been impacted as much as what that ETH value um, really is of it, but it's tough with some of these projects, man. Um, you know, not everything can, can go to the stratosphere, um, but when you built up portfolios and you have a good foundation of the teams, the ecosystems for both those projects, I think they are strong long-term, but wouldn't fault anybody if they're looking to kind of pack some ETH bags, you know, maybe that's something of an opportunity where you could buy in at a lower price. If we see this kind of steady decline continuing to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. You know, I, I took an offer uh, on a toad last night. Happy to, talk about a little bit i'm still hyper bullish on toads i had grown up to a set of 15 felt like i was a little heavy on that play looked to diversify a bit i'm also hyper bullish on one of ones my concern with the one-on-one -on -one market is i think there are certain pieces that will just not be available for much longer and i had a few opportunities that i had a short window to act on and that was what mm -hmm. drove my decisions um yep. Hyper bullish on cool cats, hyper bullish on crypto yeah. still. And if you followed my portfolio, I did sell my cool cat uh, this week too. And it's just more of a play on where I think ETH might go and what I can do and maybe buy back in at a lower price. It doesn't change my outlook on the project one bit. Absolutely. Just reading the market a bit and trying to make a bet. So I get it. Well, we've got the board up. Let's do 60 seconds on art blocks, right? It's crickets in the art blocks market. They've had you know, one of their lowest weeks. Uh, in a while you know it, it's funny we wished for a pause in the curated drops we got it it's been like a four-week pause now or, or close to that but it's drawn attention away and now the the curated market you know has continued to sag so i think everyone's mm -hmm. now very much looking forward to the next drop Fidenza is holding strong at 135 up top everything else fairly dropping uh deconstructions at 69 ringers at 66 down from 70 archetypes down in low 20s. Subscapes have now dipped below 20, sitting around 18. Unigrids down on the week, down below 14. Um, Meridian's holding somewhat steady around 10, 11 there. Squiggles steady at the 10 floor. I think one of the you know, bigger 
names fragments of an infinite field by Monica Rizzoli sitting at 6.8, you know, that went all the way up to 30, 34, ETH4 in, mm-hmm. in peak mania. So certainly a draw down there. I continue to think that we are approaching a bottom, but, you know, a lot's going to depend on crypto markets and just general NFT market sentiment. And if folks are, want to sit on the sidelines for the rest of the year uh, or decide they, to jump back in. So we'll see. But Certainly still a lot of red on the board. That takes us through PFPs and art blocks. Uh, I want to do a segment on fractional. Um, So I posted a Twitter thread. I'm going to quickly walk through that. Um, So I'm going to keep coming back to fractional because I do think it's one of the best ways for newcomers with smaller budgets to invest in NFTs. I think it's so risky to try to come in and play the 0.1, 0.2 ETH NFTs right now because of gas, because of the environment we're in, I think it makes more sense with those types of budgets to buy shares on fractional. So that's what uh, partially inspired my list. I went through the set uh, yesterday. I spent a decent amount of time identifying what I consider to be some of the top grails out there on fractional. And I listed five. Uh, number one, the Doge NFT. So this is the, the first image picture of the, the Doge. This is what started the meme. It's the ultimate meme play. We know memes are the play in, in the cryptocurrency world right now. Similar play in NFT culture. This is valued at $250 million. I, my jaw hit the floor when I saw that. I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't been tracking this one. Just crazy. Um, the thing is, it's got power law upside. In my opinion, I think this is certainly a play if you want to bet on memes in NFTs. Um, second on the list, Autoglyphs, the first on-chain generative art from Larva Lab, set of 512. The floor on these got near 500 in August mania. It's since dipped back to about 310. The one on Fractional is trading at 370, so about 20% over floor. So maybe wait on this one, but definitely a, a grail Fractional to watch. We've got Five Eyes by Xcopy, anonymous friend of the show. He is the owner of this one. It's sitting at 360 ETH. The last Xcopy listed on the secondary on Super Rare, Snap sold at 500. So I, I think there is some real value for those who want a piece of Xcopy, see the value of him as, you know, maybe the number one crypto artist to get in at a cheaper price point. We've got Uncle Hoodie from DZFi. This one is valued at 320. It's actually up from 290 earlier this week when DZ actually tweeted about how undervalued it was. The hoodie market and punks, these are absolutely grail punks. Uh, I do believe we'll see a 1K ETH floor one day for hoodie punks. A, a worse version of this hoodie sold for 500 earlier this week. So I think there's at least 50% upside, even in the current market uh, on this mm-hmm. fractional. So, so take a look at that one. And then the last one for is photo NFTs. There's a fractional called Photo Vault. It's two vaults actually of 12 one-of-one photo NFTs for premier renowned artists in each set. Um, some of the biggest names are Kath Simard and Drift. Uh, Drift has made some huge splashes lately in the photo NFT market. Um, they're, they're definitely valued differently. So the Kath Simard vault valued at 131. I think that one is the value play. The drift set valued at 538. That's a bit high. I maybe just watch that one. But if you're into photo NFTs, want to play this market a bit, here is a nice entry point. That's fractional. Last segment for today, I want to talk upcoming drops. Sky, I know you've got your eyes on this parallel drop. Can you talk us through this one? 
Yeah, this is a big one. Um, arguably, to me, you know, I don't think there's some things that you can always say there's a guarantee of, of what you're going to make or walk out ahead. This will probably sell out in under 60 seconds. So Parallel um, is basically creating an, an AR video game type um, where you should see some of these type of videos they've unleashed. Um, but they're offering for now are these core packs, basically core enhanced and premium packs that you can purchase from 0 0.01, 0 0.1 to 0.2 are the three different levels. Um, you can see the different uh, edition sizes that they have. Roughly about 25,000 packs will be available. Um, last time this drop happened, I believe it was three months ago, um, it sold out again under five minutes. And um, it basically was a four to probably 10X, depending on what you got. Even the 0.01 packs brought significant value back. Um, they definitely probably went even above the 10X on some. So if you're looking for something in this market that seems to have a very high floor of making floor chance of making you money, this is the drop at five o'clock. Um, make sure you create your account at parallel.gg. If you also look, I'll retweet the article, they raised 500 million in funding recently. So a lot of big backing to Parallel. This is something I'm super excited for. And the max you can get is three of each of those packs. So if you wanna make a 0.93 investment, that will get you 333. So if you ever see the three, uh, I guess it's also going on in the uh, DeFi world, the three comma three comma three, but three, uh, slash three slash three has been tweeted quite a bit too. And that's kind of coming up for this parallel drop. So I think that's a big one. And two other quick ones. Um, one, you mentioned Drift there. So if anyone was paying attention to Drift's Twitter, he is uh, releasing a 200 edition piece for, um, he's doing uh, some work with Time Magazine. Um, and you had to get whitelisted via his kind of Google form, but it was open to anybody. You just kind of write a message to Drift and he's gonna go through um, and kind of see which ones resonate him. That 200 edition, I mean, his, his uh, other project has like a 38 floor right now. So a lot of upside for the 0.2 uh, purchase price of his 200 edition. And last, um, if anyone is familiar with NFTs Anonymous, he has um, kind of worked in quite a few projects um, across the board, most probably uh, familiar with his work with the Royal Society of Players, but I believe his name is Tyler. Um, yeah, Tyler. He is launching his own project uh, referred to as Camp. It originally was called Oasis, just changed to Camp. But he is basically raffling away his CryptoPunk, a board ape, some board kennel club, I believe a mutants in there. But the project with a lot of things right now hasn't hit the ground running with its sellout during Mint. But they said, no matter the case, this punk will be raffled off tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Before going on the show, there's about 500 tickets that were bought. Um, so if you go to campnft.io, that's the website there. You can see their, their giveaways. Yeah, one token is 0 0.08. So if you do some risk and understand what the upside could be, of course, you know, locking into a punk in a raffle, you know, you have to spend some money to get into the raffle, but your odds of, of binking that um, might be a lot higher than what initially was anticipated. So just one to look out for as the day goes on, if you like to gamble. Definitely a fun lotto ticket, but Parallel seems like an absolute one to watch. The uh, huge upside for those who bought the packs the, the last go around. So I'll be watching this one. And I also entered the Drift 
uh, you know, contest to get into that white list. So I hope I make it some big upcoming drops. Sky, thanks for joining us listeners. That's our show for today. As always, thanks to our friends at IC Tools for sponsoring the show. Again, if you're looking to get started in NFT trading, you need the right data at your fingertips. IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.tools to check out their product and use their free version to see which products are trending. The home for NFT Alpha. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you live Monday at 11 a.m. Central. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.